0: Mm. I need energy. I need energy from you, Steve. Energy, okay. Yeah. So you have a this... tendency to uh, be very not <laughs> energetic, energetic. When, when you introduce. Oh, I'm,
1: and I'm really tired today. Oh, so
2: I, I got it. Okay. Slap yourself mm.
0: in the face a couple of times.
2: You already got that hangover. No. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. knew. I knew.
1: Yeah. I was going to jump on that. <laughs> Welcome to Buried Cinema, where we discuss new and lesser-known films in detail, so there will be spoilers. I'm Steve. I'm Kevin.
0: I'm Nate. I'm Tom.
1: And I'm Brian.
0: We're so excited to be here. <laughs> Take it away, Steve.
1: <laughs> this week on the podcast, we'll be discussing Jordan Peele's Us and someone else's Some Like It Hot.
3: <laughs> that <laughs>
1: Don't that
4: slip my mind. That yeah. phrase is so weird. Like when you say Jordan Peele's Us... <laughs>
2: <laughs> jordan it's Peele, just
4: it makes uh, me really
2: uncomfortable oh. <laughs> see now that could be a good horror movie
1: no no <laughs> that, that'd be awful
4: jordan peels us
2: <laughs> uh, Ugh. so my theme for the week was
1: imposters and so that i'll let brian explain how some like it hot goes along with that theme uh, us like, is,
4: say that like it wasn't a good choice. No, no, I
1: just I I don't want to steal <laughs> Brian's thunder. That's all. That his explanation it'll change everything. So, um, <laughs> so it, the, it really won't. But go ahead. <laughs> setting money.
4: our listeners up for disappointment. Yeah,
1: well, that's that's okay. Uh, this is uh, Jordan Peele's second horror film, second feature film uh, to follow up his 2017. I Think so. I think 2017 Get Out. Which is uh, a one has become one of my favorite horror movies of all time. I absolutely love that movie, and this stars also one of my favorite current favorite working actresses Lupita Nyong'o, um, along with Winston Duke, Elizabeth Moss, and the rest. Uh, the basics pretty small cast. Yeah, it is. I argue of a small that the cast. names
5: are very big. Most of these people have three names. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Touche. The Basic premise is a family goes a an affluent black fl- family goes to a their beach house, beach vacation house, and things kind of go awry. And uh, I don't want to give too much away yet, so
4: because we don't do that here.
1: Well, no spoilers. It'll whatsoever. come up during conversation. Uh, <laughs> and what actually happens is, I am guessing, is going to be a little bit disputed. So I'll start with uh, Nate sure. to tell us what he thought of us and to explain what the hell happened.
4: Um. So I really enjoyed this movie. I think so far for the year, this is probably my favorite movie of the year. Hmm. I, I really liked it. It um showed Jordan Peele kind of working with his like just trying some new stuff as a director. It feels a bit more like a um still like a traditional sort of horror film. There's a little bit less allegory in this from Get Out. There's still some wonderful sort of like stuff he's playing with symbolism and imagery. It's got the right amount of scare factor. I feel like he's he's really showing you, he knows what to show to keep it scary. And the other thing that I'm really, really impressed with is he can get outstanding performances from his actors. Yeah. Like, you know when you're watching a movie that Lupita Nyong'o is going to be really good. Like, whatever she's in, she's just amazing and her role in this is a completely other level
5: um you should probably say roles roles. for basically everybody in this
4: movie yeah Yeah. and i think it's an impressive piece of acting for both of them to really show the nuance in their performances i loved like winston duke's character i loved kind of his ridiculous sort of like when he's like on the boat and he's like i got a boat he's just trying so hard like to be like this like cool dad um
1: and he's just a dad like he's he just just does this perfectly. A,
4: he's yeah. just a dad,
1: you know, I, and his whole family is just like so embarrassed for
4: him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. But then I, I like how like some of the, the little like hints, right? Like the boat breaks down, how some of these everything that seems like an innocuous detail comes yeah. back to matter.
3: Mm-hmm. I
4: think that's really smart script writing, really smart sort of him putting it together as a director. I think that the ending is phenomenal.
0: The way he takes ca- out his doppelganger is probably my favorite moment in the film.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. How it's, does he it's do gross, it? gross, but it's... The boat. He smashes his face on the, on the uh, motor to and get the, it to Oh, to that's start right. Start. Okay. Yeah. And, and then it's it just... Cut- it's such a desperate attempt, and then it works. Right. Yeah. His Fonzie kill. That's what we can call it. <laughs> his <laughs> Fonzie kill. <laughs> mm, <laughs> nice. I like it.
3: Yeah.
4: And then it... I, I kind of called the, I, I knew the twist spoiler ending that, um but I don't, but I think the movie still works. Like he's, he's giving you enough yeah. hits that you can figure it out as you go through.
1: And you can figure um, it out. I had it figured out early on, but yeah. that didn't answer the questions that I had. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't really the mystery of the movie for me.
4: No, no. And it's still, I think it's still wonderful. It's gleefully horrific without going over the top with the gore. The two children in this, um, oh man! like Lupita and Winston's kids in this are just, they're really, really good.
3: Mm-hmm. A yeah, lot of so stress,
4: is, they do a lot of physical acting and
0: yeah. So is the little girl that plays young. Lupita yes. Young girl is very good too. Yeah. Um, Madison Curry. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And the kids are um, Evan Alex and Shahadia Joseph. I hope I said your name right. Sorry. Um, the, it's, this is kind of a immaculate movie for me from beginning to end. It's fascinating. I, I just really, really enjoyed it.
1: Cool. Um, Brian loves creepy movies with creepy kids. So, uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's see what Brian thought of it.
5: God, I'm trying, I feel like it's been like a month and a half since I've seen this movie.
1: That's a problem I have too.
5: Yeah. <laughs> um, I did actually really like this movie. I did not like it as much as Get Out. There was nothing that I really didn't like about it, but it just I didn't have the same connection to this movie that I did with the other one. I think it was well acted. I think everyone did a fine job in all of their performances, and you know, it's I'm I am a little sick of the. What's the twist at the end of the movie?
1: Well, I think that... this movie handled it well because it, the, like I said, the twist didn't feel it didn't feel like this movie rested on the twist. Like I saw it coming a mile away, and I was still like, there was still a lot to to unpack, a lot to, and there was still a lot of questions that I had. So I didn't. It, this was it's not like uh, we were talking about uh, Shutter Island before. Mm-hmm. where you don't find out the twist till the very, very end. Right. And for some people that – or you know, Sixth Sense or a movie like that, where it right. wasn't like that, where you're blown away by the the twist. It's just sort of you're, – you're, it's more of little pieces of a mystery being put together. And so for me, that didn't – the movie didn't rely on the twist, put it that way.
0: Well, right from the first – not even the opening shot, even before that, you know it's going to have something to do with people in tunnels. Yeah. 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 Yep. So.
5: And I'd say that the twist really isn't at the very end of the movie so much as it is, um, you know, probably 45 minutes before that, maybe when you actually see her go down
0: there when she's younger. Well, I mean, Um, the real twist of the film is that she's not who you think she is. uh, Yeah. It's 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 like the last 45 seconds of the film is when they show.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was pretty clear long before that that she right when is... she
4: sees her double, I was like, oh, I bet her double like, and the fact that her double can talk, yeah, but none none of the others can.
1: Yeah, and okay. they show the scene where yeah. she got grabbed, and then they don't show anything else. So it's mm-hmm. like pretty to me, at least for me, it, it was pretty clear what had happened.
0: Uh, I guess I'm an
1: idiot. All right,
4: no, it's just it's no. just not fully confirmed until that moment. And then it's also the issue is that now her son also realizes this, but that she's didn't... not really her mom. Did so the she... thing is, is she's, she is his mom.
1: Yeah. Cause they switched yeah. kids.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> she forgot that she kidnapped the other kid or like, huh? right, that didn't make sense to me.
1: No, she, she took over her life intentionally. Cause that's why there's the scene right after that incident where they take her to a the therapist to say she's not talking. So she has to actually oh, learn yeah. how to talk. Because she'd never talked before, mm-hmm. um, and th- all throughout the movie she doesn't talk a lot, right? right. And even was it uh, there's that scene where with her and uh, her and Handmaidens Tale, right? Elizabeth other... Moss. Elizabeth Moss, thank you, um, yeah. Where she's trying to talk to her, and she says, "I don't like to talk much," right? Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of hints early on that that's that's kind of what's going on and what nate said that the red's the only one out of all the tunnel people i guess uh
0: that can talk tethered
1: the tethered yeah yeah all
0: right but uh, i uh, i didn't have a great experience watching this film so i might need to see it again um i i was in a theater with people who would not shut the hell up so Uh, i hate that
4: yeah
5: this
0: is why i think
5: if you have a theater with reclining seats, it should have a call the stewardess button.
4: <laughs> the Alamo does.
5: No.
0: Oh, fancy. Yeah. Well,
4: yeah. Well, it doesn't top... have a button. You put up a little piece of paper that says the people behind me are being jackasses.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the
4: manager goes and says, stop being a jackass.
1: To me, this wasn't like Get Out, where it was sort of exploring the necessarily the black experience. It was more economic, yeah, right, yeah. like metaphorically. It was about the economics of the country, mm-hmm. of us, U.S., right. the U.S., right? And right. the haves and the have-nots, and that's what it was exploring. Which I, I appreciated because I, I could see him easily getting pigeonholed into, oh well, he's it's another movie that's a metaphor for being black. Yeah, it's another movie, and he, he, it seemed like he was very careful, even though the cast is primarily, well, the main cast is primarily black, right? It's not really about I, them being
2: black. Yeah. I don't think race had anything to do with this movie yeah. at all, which is good to see. No, say. But I thought it
0: was funny that the expediency with which the white family died was almost hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that whole scene is so darkly comedic. Yeah.
2: Yeah. In the neighbor's house. Yeah. yeah. One, yeah, one
5: I thing I one thing I said to Steve after we got out of the movie was, "You have now been the second person to pick a movie with that song in it." <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, the fuck the police? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Straight out of Compton.
1: Um. So Tom, why don't you tell us your since you you had a bad theater experience, tell us how that wrecked the movie for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I I didn't love the film. I found it. Uh, I liked the creep factor, so I enjoyed that, but I didn't quite – I don't think the – how do I say this? I kind of feel like the symbolism of it is a bit muddied or at least just – the Hands Across America thing is just cheesy to me.
2: I oh, can't – Oh, see, I, I like that. Did you participate? No, I don't even remember that happening. I remember it happening, but I was too young to participate. But I mean that was I – mean, I, I, I'm point. like – Go ahead, Tom. i
0: I'm tangentially aware of it. I was too young to understand what was what it was, but I, I'm like I was aware of it, and I kind of I get that it was like the last one of the last things she saw. So, mm-hmm. but it just felt so silly to me. Well, it, I, I mean, it was th- an, th- an empty gesture, the, right? What
1: the whole Hands Across America thing didn't do anything. It was supposed to be for poverty, and it did nothing. Right. In fact, it right. actually ended up hurting more people than it helped. So it, right. it's I mean, it, it, there's a there's a metaphorical connection there.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I think it's a silly metaphor. Mm. Um, I think the thing I I like most about this is it's it's so very much like the progeny of the great paranoid horror films of the '50s.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I like the way it references Invasion of the Body Snatchers and the Mole People, like that kind of stuff is I, I love in horror movies when um, it, it has. And Jordan Peele's very much paying homage to those films, which, which is probably my favorite thing about it, but it didn't really come together for me. It just didn't have that same, I don't know. Cause when I first saw get out, I didn't have nearly as big of a, an appreciation as I did the second time watching it. So maybe, and that's, but I, that, but that hands across America thing is so specific and so silly to me that I, I just couldn't take it seriously at the end.
4: I don't I, know if it's a, it's supposed to be, I mean, I don't know how much that ending is supposed to be like taken Seriously, it's just such a bizarre image. Like, there's there's the symbolism with the class struggle that it's bringing up, but it's also, some of these images are just meant to be strange and bizarre to twist you, to maybe make you wrestle with some... I think some of it are kind of like red herrings that are just there like, yeah, try to make sense of this. Um, but at at the end of the day, it's got... it follows this family. I think it maintains tension. I think get you know it 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 gives you just enough it explains just enough so that you're left questioning why would we build these doppelgangers these tethered versions um and it gives you the weird stuff with the rabbits yeah which is wonderful but it's you you know there's not too much there with the rabbits as symbols other than that they're caged they're typically experimented on in caged animals and so um i I,
1: I was i I, I was distracted
0: watching it i'm pretty sure that the Girl behind me was giving her boyfriend a hand job too. So um, there was a lot going on in the theater. <laughs> Sounds uh, like it.
4: <laughs> Those hands weren't across America. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, they were. His name was America. Yeah. His
3: name was. America. <laughs> we're Americans.
1: Hmm.
0: <laughs>
3: um,
0: yeah, I, I probably need to see this again.
1: But I mean, I I agree with you with Get Out. I needed to watch. I I really enjoyed it the first time. But as with this one, I still feel like i missed a ton and I need to watch it again. And I, I haven't been able to do that. So Kevin, tell us why you hate poor people.
2: Well, that's obvious. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's their fault. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, but I, I was trying to think of the right words to express my feelings on this movie and, and the, I was wholly disappointed in this movie. Hmm. Um, I, I'm I'm thinking of M. Night Shyamalan from Steve's perspective, where it started <laughs> to go downhill, and it's He's it's too soon.
3: Yeah. I know that's what I say. It's it's it's
2: definitely too soon. Um, you know, it's two movies. You you can't label somebody after two attempts at something, Of anything really. You can't. Mm-hmm. It's not fair to do that. So I, I don't discount Jordan Peele yet um, I, we, we know he's capable of great things we've seen it even before Get Out and other things he's done so we know he's capable of it um, and I think that's why I was disappointed in this when Lupita was not doing that weird ass voice her acting was great I couldn't stand that real human other character that the second person not the, yeah. the tether I couldn't stand her and it just it took me out of the movie and is it Winston Duke? Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, had he not been in Black Panther and Avengers, you wouldn't have seen him in this film because his acting can't handle it. I really think oh, it was I a bad choice. Oh, I, um, I disagree. I, I didn't care for him in this.
0: I didn't think it was a bad choice. It just he wasn't on the same level as Lupita Nyong'o. I uh, yes. I agree that. I would
2: definitely say that. Um, most of the the pivotal horror – scenes or actions that were taking place were pretty predictable was it a horror film yes was it suspenseful a little bit was it scary not really yeah. um i i really i i went into this expecting so much more from the cast and the director and i was disappointed i really was um a on a number of different things were there some good scenes yes the we we talked about the how they went through the neighbor's house, the the music, the uh, not not choreography, but the the fighting choreography, I guess you can call it that, was really good. It was enjoyable. There were certain small aspects of it but when uh, towards the, the the last third of the movie, when the pyro sun, mm-hmm. that scene with the the car, as i remember because Brian, like you said, I saw this probably six weeks ago, and so. I'm, it's a little vague, but I just remember enjoying the suspense of that scene. There were little things like that that were enjoyable, but in general, I, maybe if I saw it a second time, I'd pick up on more detail that might give it a little more credibility. But
1: I, I like that, and this is not what I was expecting at all, I like that this is basically an apocalyptic movie, right? Like, everything mm-hmm. goes, it, this is, they don't, it doesn't pull punches, it's, everything goes to shit. Not just, it's not localized. Right.
2: Everywhere. Uh, only in America,
1: right? Well, it's in the, U. Yes, but, yeah, in the okay. US. Yeah, right. Which but wouldn't detract from it, but yeah, it was
2: just the United States. <laughs> okay. Um, and, uh, there that was, is everywhere. Come on. Well, yeah. let be honest. I mean, who. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I think it had the potential to maybe take some of that, you know, where it's nationally, this is catastrophic. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that sense. I knew it was happening, but I didn't feel it. I, I wasn't empathetic to the country. I only cared about this one family. I think um, that's the
1: point. It's this big, huge event, but we're right. focusing on how it affects this one family and how the one family that kind of has more of a connection to it than
2: Oh, definitely. Others.
1: Yeah. But I don't know.
2: It, like I said, part of it is also because it was predictable. There were some twists, but it was generally predictable. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I don't want to say lazy because I don't think it was lazy. In using those predictable things. Uh, Tom, you, you were saying uh, he, he was paying homage to the mole people and, and to the body snatchers. And, and maybe he was, but it's not ob- – not that it has to be obvious, but – well, I mean, body snatchers is pretty – it's a long tradition in horror films. Oh, yeah. I
0: more, th- more than the idea of mole
2: That was one of the first ones that scared the shit out of me as a kid. Um, but I, I kept going back to it over and over again. Mm. Um, this uh, – if it's on Netflix or Amazon, I'd watch it again. I would, but other than that, don't care.
0: If I'll watch it again. I don't. I don't think I'm going to have the same kind of reaction
1: because Get Out was more. Hopefully, if you watch it at home, there's nobody behind you giving somebody
3: <laughs> a hand job. <laughs> Hopefully, that could yes. that could be arranged. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know a guy. That
0: that was funny because I actually, when I came back in the theater from complaining about people talking. I didn't sit back down because the guy behind me was talking too, so I just was standing in the back, and that was when I noticed the other couple in the back <laughs> of the theater. So I was like, God damn it, um, <laughs> I just want to watch this movie, but I don't think I don't think I'm gonna have the same I kind of feel like this some of the things that I'm I, I have a problem with, I'm still gonna have a problem with, and the things with get out that I have problem with was I just I knew I needed to see a second time to make sure. But I don't know if we're going to get past that weird hands across America symbolism that I don't think works quite well. So I don't know. I think some of the watch criticisms,
4: criticisms that like Kevin's bringing up. Um, and Kevin, feel free to like shoot me down. But uh, this feels a bit more like just kind of a traditional horror film. Like he doesn't really seem to be doing too much innovation in the vein of it. You 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 called it predictable. I'd agree with that. I think it was just in some ways it was kind of refreshing to see a traditional horror film and not just a slasher but to see something that just done well right it's like eating a really good like cheese pizza just a there's nothing new about it nothing flashy it kind of felt like comfort food in that way but from a horror perspective this is a really well done horror it goes through the motions. It has these weird images. It has, I thought, good performances. I think he smartly, he doesn't do the thing where the characters like randomly show up and you're wondering when they're going to attack. The first time you see these like doppelgangers,
1: yeah. when like,
4: then it just it just starts. He doesn't right. waste his time with sort of cheap, like trying to like get anything. Because then we're like, of course they're going to attack.
1: Yeah, jump it scare goes right and stuff. It. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that opening, I, that scene where they're just standing in the driveway because they're not they're not hiding. They're not sneaking around. It's just they're standing there just kind of waiting to make their move. Right. Without worrying right. if anybody sees them. That actually is
2: terrifying. Oh,
1: yeah. That's a terrifying moment. Especially kind of can relate to him as a father. You have your family in there. Right. You're like, fuck, I got to fight these people. I
0: hate, I hate home invasion horror. I hate it. I've been terrified of home invasion since I was a kid. And I do not like watching. The only reason I would watch this is because Jordan Peele <laughs> – to get out, yeah, and that was a great film. And like I knew there was going to be something more to it than just Home Invasion, which there was. Yeah,
3: yeah. they get out um, of it,
0: but I I do not like Home Invasion stuff. It just it freaks me out too much. But yeah, that, that the fact that they were just standing there in the driveway was, and you know they're going to get in.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah,
4: and they get in quickly, and then make them sit down.
0: Yeah. So I,
1: that that was one. When- and maybe watching it a second time, it'll make more sense. I didn't, because I was thinking in that scene that the reason they weren't killing them right away is because they couldn't, they were tethered to them. they That's what I thought it was going, right? If they kill, if you kill your doppelganger, you die kind of thing, but it doesn't, it doesn't go there. So I don't understand why they just didn't kill them right just away. Just take them out. Yeah. yeah. That they didn't were really make much, sense to me.
0: I think because of who she was being the, the one in charge, Mm-hmm. That they were basically the the only ones that weren't there to immediately kill
1: their oh. other
0: because with with Elizabeth Moss and uh, that family they came in and just I mean it was like it's just an instant yeah 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 I, mean, I like that uh, that moment where he like it looks like he's reaching down to help her and then he like puts his hand through his hair yeah yeah
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah
0: was <laughs> hilarious but I felt bad for laughing at it yeah because yeah. these are.
3: He's it's your husband. Like yeah.
1: Psychopathic yeah. killers that are childlike mm-hmm. in a way. It, it's a weird combination. He created sort, of basically some weird monsters for this movie. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and grade this. And Nate gives it an A, so there's no point in asking. Um, wow. Ouch. <laughs> uh, Nate, what grade do you give it?
4: I would give it an A.
1: <laughs> ha. Uh, Brian, I'm gonna give it a B. Okay, uh, Kevin, D, D. Wow. Yeah. And Tom,
0: if, I, if I'm being honest, I'm gonna give it a C.
1: Well, with I giving it an, an A, I enjoyed it. I this movie made when I was done, it made I spent a lot of time researching and trying to figure out certain things, questions I had, and whenever a movie does that to me, where I want Ooh. want more information, mm. that that to me is a sign of a good movie. So. Um, with two A's, a B, a C, and a D, it gets a B minus, which is a turkey getting ready for dinner. Uh, so let's try to do a movie question or movies out of a hat questions out of a lunchbox where we pair a random question with the movie. What about this movie? Should you change to make Brian stop whining?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Just get rid of that mask.
2: Get rid of that mask. (laughs) Oh, so I have a question. I you brought that up, the, and I wanted to ask this after we saw the movie. Did that mask have anything to do with his dad from Black Panther? I mean, it's essentially wearing a gorilla yeah. mask, which is what you felt like is in Winston mask? Yeah,
0: oh, I huh. didn't even make that
2: connection. Yeah, I didn't make that connection either.
0: Wow. No, but he <laughs> does actually wear a similar mask when he's fighting Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he does. I didn't even I didn't think, think of that. Might wow. have
2: been in kind of an inside joke, kind yeah. of thing. They could have given him a mask of almost anything.
0: Yeah. Probably just a big coincidence, but. Well, it might be. Maybe. I don't know.
5: I was talking about the one that looked like the gay ass mask or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Your voice broke up just a little bit there and it sounded like you said gay ass mask. It did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's what I heard too.
1: Awesome. Get rid of that gay ass mask.
2: <laughs> that too. <laughs> because then my head went to I wonder what a gay ass mask would look like like what if it was a literal gay yeah.
3: ass yeah. mask yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
4: like perfectly sculpted all oiled up right
0: Oh. Okay. <laughs>
1: you had to like make it visual come on oh. Nate of course you had to make it visual <laughs>
4: yeah yeah oh. <laughs> I hope this is the one my students listen to. <laughs>
5: <laughs> like, here's the line, now Nate's gonna step over it. That, yeah. that,
2: that's just what happened. I mean, step all over it. Ugh.
0: Let's break this down, first of all. What's an ass mask? Is that a mask that makes you look like an ass, or is
4: it a mask that goes upon your ass?
5: I think it is oh. the second part
1: to assless chaps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
4: because, I mean, yeah, you don't want to be they wasteful. Cut out.
1: See, I was thinking it was a Deep mask that looks
2: like an ass that you put on your face. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It would look like you had an yeah. ass for a face. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're
1: going to come back and talk about Some Like It Hot and Marilyn Monroe.
2: Yeah. yeah. Mostly
1: Marilyn Monroe. Probably. Yeah. I don't know.
5: Well, that Tony Curtis. I was, was going to say, say Tony Curtis in drag, that's, that's Kevin Speed.
3: Hells, Yeah. <laughs>
5: So now it's up to my pick uh, to pair with Steve's uh, us as his uh, his theme was initially replacements. And then he also gave me the option
0: for imposters. If I didn't already think this movie was overrated, I would have called this a Scott
2: Staub pick. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd say this is old enough to be buried in the sense that I'd never seen it. Yeah. It is not no way. No, no. It's, it's not very. But pe- people know about it, but if you're I would say under the age of 40, I guarantee you 85% of the population hasn't seen this. Yeah. Easily.
5: I I picked the movie in the top 250 on IMDb. <laughs> okay. I'll come straight out and say it. I did. And it it wasn't on purpose, but it it, it I did. <laughs> I didn't know that until after I picked it. dumb.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that is also
3: true. Yeah.
1: Like <laughs> <think> your
4: resolve. <laughs> oh man, our future.
5: Anyway, uh, *Some Like It Hot* is directed by Billy Wilder, and it stars Jack Lemmon, Tony Curtis, and Marilyn Monroe. Uh, Jack Lemmon and Tony Curtis. Witness a mob hit, and then in order to free themselves from being killed by the mob, they dress up as women and join an all female band on their way down to Miami, Florida.
0: Yeah, that, that yeah. It? <laughs> yeah. it's the Valentine's Day Massacre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's an actual hit. Yeah,
5: so uh, I'm going to start with Kevin. What do you think
2: about this movie? So I, prior to this, had never seen any movie with Marilyn Monroe. So this was my oh. introduction to her.
0: But you, you guys are contemporary, so um, how does that...
2: And <laughs> a, a couple of things I'm, I'm taking from this. Um, so obviously everybody knows of Marilyn Monroe in one way or another, whether it's simply pop culture or her movies or whatever the case may be. For sex um, with the president. Presidents Alleged. have sex. It happens. Yeah. Ew. But no, honestly, that's, that would probably – that might crack into the top ten things I would think about Marilyn Monroe. Okay. So um, before I get into objectifying somebody um, – <laughs> because honestly, when you talk about Marilyn Monroe, that, that's going to come up yeah. because that was part of the reason why she was popular was because she was objectified. Um, yeah. Yeah. I – I think this might be the first time I've seen Tony Curtis in a movie as well. Uh, I know of him. I may have seen him uh, some, you know, some supporting roles or some early stuff. He's a good-looking man. I really enjoyed the movie. Let me get that out. I really enjoyed the movie, and I would gladly see this again, and I would gladly recommend it to anybody who hasn't seen it with the disclaimer that Jack Lemmon is hideous as a woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Audibly, visually... <laughs> Yeah, I, he's just bad. But it works so well in this movie. Yeah. It Jeff really Newman's does. actually
1: my favorite part of this movie. Yeah. So not I. If,
0: not if you're Joe Brown.
1: <laughs>
2: who's Joe Brown? Huh? Oscar Killing the Third?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh. 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 Yeah, yeah but himself. I, I love I know, but at the end, that's the best thing. He's yeah. Like, that's okay. You know, I, yeah. that was. Per- I, yeah, I love that. No, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I really did. Um, now that being said, that aside, i don't don't fall for the what I guess was historically the attractiveness of Marilyn monroe i I don't see how she was that much prettier than so many other women at I the agree, time
1: uh, one of my favorite movies is Seven year itch, and mm-hmm. in that movie, she is very alluring mm-hmm. what everybody says about her, like you can see it in that movie, yeah, I don't see it as much in this one okay. So I, and I was kind of shocked. I'm like, well, she, you know, she, she has that breathy voice, which right. is a little, is kind of attractive, and she has a very nice shape to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does kind of, I can see the, she hits lines in a certain way sometimes, um, where it's just, it just feels very, it's that, it's that sex kitten kind of, right. you know, there's something I can't quite put my finger on it, but there's,
0: but you'd like to yeah
1: I, yeah um but
3: <laughs> not nearly
1: as much as i do in uh seven seven year H. itch seven okay. year itch it's every line is that like i would drop everything for you kind of thing okay. you know i would do anything for you kind of thing uh whereas this it's very hit and miss with her
4: well this is right before she literally kind of takes off and becomes she's she's a very beautiful woman in this, and I think she's still she's starting to become that star, and she does have such she has such a small, and this is kind of the beginning of it, and there's not many movies after this, and then she right unfortunately overdoses. Yeah. Um, and I think Allegedly.
3: there's a <laughs> legend.
4: Sure. She but, was
5: forced to overdose by the yeah. CIA.
4: <laughs> oh wait, no, I'm 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 totally wrong. This is the uh, "Some Like Your Heart is
0: 1959.
4: Yeah. Um, gentlemen. Just- So from about fifty three to fifty nine, she she's been pretty big throughout most of the fifties. Yeah,
0: yeah.
4: Yeah. Seven year itch was four years prior to this. Yeah, yeah. So I was I was complete for some reason. I thought this was the beginning of her sort of heights, but I I think what to what Kevin said, like it's hard to understand that image. I think a lot of that image is created and forced upon her, which you know I've in some of like biographical articles I've read about her. Having to be this sex symbol, being told you have to be this thing, was part of what just drove a lot of her mental illness.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, Steve. Steve actually yeah. texted me um after he'd watched the Neon Demon that that and this should have paired together. Yeah. I was thinking
4: the same thing because of what kind of what our culture has done to her and is still continually doing to her as an image. Yeah. We still hold, we still and use it, Marilyn Monroe as an image. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, and it's and there and there's a bizarre irony to it because she in the age of social media is shared a lot as like, this is what a real woman looks like. And mm-hmm. it's like, what are you talking? And we yeah. do this a lot. They share Marilyn Monroe as like, this is what a real woman, like a real woman has curves. And this and it's like, you don't have any clue what Marilyn Monroe, who yeah, she right. was. She didn't look right. like that at None all. None of us really do. <laughs> yeah. Like she's the epitome of like Hollywood taking a small town girl and turning her into something else. Right. Yeah. It's just really bizarre. Anyway, this is a funny movie, though. We we did um, My Week with Marilyn yes. a few mm-hmm. years ago. Which, you know, part of, the, part of that was Kenneth Branagh was playing uh, Olivier. Um, Olivier's frustration with her being unable to do a line reading, just a simple line reading. Right. Right. But then when she hit it right, she hit it really right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Billy Wilder is the one that made her put Her in comedies, yes, you know, Hollywood. Hollywood have been trying to make her this dramatic actress, and Billy Wilder is one that saw her and was like, Wow, she could do really well in a comedy, which he was right. Um, because she can, like Steve was saying, it's a little hit and miss with me too, but when she hits a comedic moment right, it's really, really great,
1: yeah, yeah. It's just, it's so, it's not something that it's one of those things that you look at it and you're like, You can't teach that, right? You see it that they're. You can't learn how to do that. Either you have it or you don't, mm-hmm. and that's where the neon demon thing kind of. Plays. Yeah. She because she had it when she right. wanted to. She
2: had it. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. You can't fake it. You can't
0: design it. Which again is the irony of Marilyn Monroe because she's such a created and designed person. Okay, so back to the movie.
4: Right. Again, <laughs> the movie <laughs> sort of impression you were to, expecting, right, Brian?
1: To,
0: to me, the the. For me,
1: the standout actor in this movie was Jack Lemmon. Yeah. He was – and I, I don't think I've ever seen a young Jack Lemmon. I've only seen him older. Oh, really? And okay. he yeah. was freaking h- – I was not expecting that. It, yeah. He was, And I don't really like – he's kind of that broad, sl- almost not quite slapstick, but getting there kind of mm-hmm. humor. And I don't. it's not sort of my cup of tea generally. But he was – his timing is perfect. Mm-hmm. his just facial expressions and everything he does, it was spot on. I was laughing out loud many, many times in this just because yeah. of him.
0: He actually gets on my nerves quite a bit. In this, even in the apartment, His the manic persona that he does kind mm-hmm. of grates on me. I actually prefer him more as an older actor because hes he's got that kind of like wisdom of age kind of thing going on, but And I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying he's not a great actor that he doesn't, there's definitely moments in this film where it's apparent, his, his talent, just that manic side of him, especially when he's like Gaga over being around the girls. Yeah. Really gets (laughs) on my nerves.
1: I thought that was
0: hilarious. Putting him and Tony Curtis together and Tony Curtis being more of the like ladies man is an interesting dynamic. So it has that going for it. But yeah, he just, Jack Lemmon gets on my nerves. I love a lot of this film.
4: the bits where Tony Co- Curtis's character, um, then dresses up in like the captain's outfit to woo uh, Marilyn
0: Monroe, and, and does and does that Cary Grant thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is, oh, like, it's <laughs> such an obvious Cary Grant, like almost like throwing shade at Cary Grant. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny.
4: And it, it and they're they're back and forth there on the beach where she's talking about like I don't want a rich man, I just want someone who has. You know, a yacht, a diamond <laughs> mine, <laughs> and she delivers that. There, that she hits that note. Like when those, when the scenes hit, they're fantastic. They're so good. There, there's some moments in this that slow down a little bit, which is just a sign of the times. That's just that style of movie. But actually, I think this is a kind of movie from the '50s that people today could still watch, and I think could legitimately still find very, very funny. Like, well, I, they I, do. I really that's do. why. Yeah.
0: That's why this is still considered one of. One of the greatest, if not the greatest, comedies ever made. I I find it overrated just because I don't. The cross-dressing thing to me is is such a contrivance that I can't yeah. fully. I can't fully <laughs> buy into it. I can't buy into the fact that nobody's suspicious of these two guys, like, especially on the train.
5: You've got what? You've got Sweet Sue and What is the yeah. guy's name Beanstalk?
0: Beanstalk, yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean. She's like, I feel something in my gut, you know, it's one of the benefits of having an ulcer, like,
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and this, for me, at least, is it's a Billy Wilder thing. I I've seen a few of Billy Wilder's comedies and like, I'm, I'm not even that big a fan of the seven year, Witch. your itch, I'll agree with you about like Monroe's performance in that. But again, that's like the lead, the male protagonist in that is such a manic, obnoxious personality and um like double indemnity even took me a couple times to really get into it and it's funny because i just watched sunset boulevard for the first time so i've
1: oh what no I'll
0: you later. yeah i will get into that later but yeah watching that for the first time and seeing this again it's like billy wilder i it, it is it's a difficult i don't know how to say it
4: he was a man of his time like i mean this this was a style that he put forward right Well, he was a and... man ahead of
0: his time I'll definitely like. I'll say that right off. I mean, he basically invented film noir.
4: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just something about his style that I find so hard to to fully get into, like without that academic perspective, you know.
1: See, I didn't. I didn't have that problem. I was. I came into this not really expecting a whole lot, actually, uh, just because. So you hadn't seen this before. No, I had not seen this before. Okay. And I was just figuring, okay, well, it'll be a somewhat enjoyable older movie and, okay, fine. Right. But I, I ended up enjoying it. You know, I, it was one of those things where I kind of expected to be half watching it while I was playing around on my phone. And I didn't. I watched this, started it. The only scene that didn't really work for me and that I was kind of starting to get a little bored is the, the makeout scene on the yacht between the two of them. I don't know I was like, okay, I, that just did I started to lose interest at that point it put, I, think it that,
5: forced. I, think, I think that's actually at one point why they started intercutting the Jack Lemon out
0: dancing with yeah good
3: mm-hmm. like
0: which made that which made that a lot better was I, was I couldn't tell if that was sarcasm or not no that that scene was dragging, and actually overall I find this movie just a little bit too long in the running time, but I think. Cross-cutting with Jack Lemon on his date with um, Osgood was a really brilliant decision. Mm-hmm.
5: Okay, you you just sounded a little sarcastic when you said it the first time, so I wasn't. I was like,
0: <laughs> no, no, I wasn't.
5: <laughs> One of the things I like I, I I like about old comedies is, and I think comedies in general, is something can happen in a movie that would have serious repercussions. And they'll just ignore it. It's like <laughs> if you pull an emergency stop on a train, something happens after that. And they <laughs> just had the for- they just had the wherewithal and the foresight to be like, nope, we'll just add to the runtime if we if we go into this, just cut to the beach. And they're just like, we we don't care anymore. We- we'll just go right to the beach. And you know, I, I-, I enjoy that about this movie. I enjoy that. Um, you know about a lot of and i think modern comedies still do that is and they just say this will have horrific horrific you know consequences but let's just ignore it because yeah,
0: that, that's, that's interesting because i i think i'm the opposite that's the kind of thing that takes me out of it because i actually i actually find i'm I'm more interested in the in comedies that take the comedy out of the consequences like you're find you mean find the comedy in the find consequences find the comedy in the con- yeah find yeah. the comedy yeah. in the consequences like the absurdity of something somebody makes a decision and then it creates this it creates consequences and whatever absurd things happen in those consequences they find the comedy in that and i respond more to that than a movie that you know somebody does something and then there are no consequences and i'm supposed to laugh at the thing that started it even For though me- It's a weird thing, yeah.
4: Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd agree with Ryan in this. I I understand, like, if it's funny, like, that's the biggest thing. Like, if it can, if I see a lot of, because then there are a couple of old comedies where sometimes they do those dumb things, but they still drag, then then it starts to bother me. But like this, yeah, when they pull that, when they pull the train, the fact that nobody can recognize them, but because the dialogue and the punchlines and the one-liners are still really good from Curtis and Lemon, Then I buy into it because then it then it adds to the comedy that like, ah, just brush it off and have fun. And I think the same does happen in modern comedies when they're when they're funny, when they're really good.
0: I'll say this. This movie has a lot of like iconic comedy lines like, you know, nobody's perfect and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The line that makes me laugh the hardest is I'm Daphne (laughs) because it's so like his name wasn't supposed to be Daphne. He just like says it like it's an impulse. Yeah. yeah it's that line gets me
5: i I, th- I think the benefit of that line is the look on tony curtis's face after it's said
0: oh yeah absolutely. which is like
5: what was he, geraldine was what he was gonna be and it's
0: yeah, like to, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> joe and jerry this was josephine and geraldine and he's just like i'm daphne <laughs>
4: i've always
0: liked- i
4: i love their bits uh curtis and lemon when uh they come back, and whenever he's talking about Osgood as his fiance, like yeah. both both how frustrated he is with it, and then how he like defends Osgood to him. Yeah. Where he's like, right. he got you that brace. He's like, yeah. What do you think? He's a bum. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: At the same time, he's like, I can't, I can't marry him, and he's like, well then don't marry him. He's like, what? You think I'm not good enough? Or then they discuss the honeymoon, yeah. and they're like, he's thinking about Niagara Falls, but I like the Riviera. Yeah.
0: <laughs> What's strange is that's when I'm. I start enjoying his performance more. Right. Yeah. It is just because I don't know, he drops that pretense and it's just, it's, it's absurd. It's mm-hmm. totally absurd, but it's kind of like, it's really pushing the boundaries of comedy for
3: 1959.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. And he that, made it, 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 like you said, it's absurd, but for some reason, the way he delivers it, it works even though it, right. It seems silly. He does it so well, and so he seems so genuine about it that, yeah, that exactly. it's it's like, oh, yeah, I could I could buy into the fact that he's forgetting the fact that he can't marry this guy, <laughs>
5: <laughs> right? So there's, there's laws and there's
0: uh, conventions conventions, uh, yeah. Which is interesting. I, I wasn't sure if it was actual commentary. I think until more toward the end. It's kind of an uncomfortable line when he says there are laws, conventions, that kind of thing. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the implication is there, there's laws against men being in love with men. Yeah. But I think, I think Wilder's actually more making commentary on it, like especially toward the end, rather than agreeing with it is what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: because, I mean, they, the, you know, the billionaire, whatever his name is, at the end, he's totally okay with him being a dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, Nobody's it's, not, perfect. it's not a problem. Mm-hmm.
5: So unless someone else has anything to say, let's move on to grading. Kevin, I started with you for discussion, so I'll start with you again.
2: I'll give this an easy A. Nate?
4: An A. Yeah.
2: Steve?
1: I am also giving it an A. I, I enjoyed oh. it way more than I expected.
2: Tom?
0: Ah, uh, wow. I'm only to be here. Oh, uh, so am I. I. Don't worry about it. No, <laughs> no, i um, <laughs> Like I said, I'd seen it once You're
5: before. not ruining my gold star. I would have.
0: Yeah. No, I, I had seen this once before, and I knew it was basically considered, like, one of, if not the greatest comedy ever made, and I just did not understand why. I, I thought it was overrated. Rewatching it, I enjoyed it more, and I think that's because my sensibilities have changed a bit, but I, I, I do think it goes on a little too long, and some of the sexual politics are still a little troubling, but overall, I think it's a it's a... It's a fun movie to revisit.
5: All right. So what's that? That's uh, three A's and two B's. Yep. And that is a B plus.
1: No, it's actually an A minus. Neat. Uh, Which is a Wally. Wally.
5: I don't have uh, movie questions up. So if someone would like to get on that for me. Who would I most want to have a beer with? Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Jack Lemmon, probably. You don't have beers with Marilyn Monroe. She drinks
1: bourbon.
2: Even better,
1: yeah, definitely better. Okay, I'm not sure if this movie or this question will be good or not, but let's see what happens. So the question for "Some Like It Hot" is: What other movie is this movie's soulmate? The Neon Demon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh
4: gosh, no, no, no! (laughs) Pretty much the
2: same movie. I had a couple come into mind: Um, The Birdcage. Okay, Uh, yeah, yeah, Yeah,
4: the Birdcage,
2: where you have uh, Gene Hackman going drag. For a little Mm bit, it's also thinking. Even more,
0: you have it. You have a a gay couple pretending to be straight, right? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So that's kind of an interesting subversion of this kind of comedy. Yeah, Uh,
2: it's. uh, I guess it's sad. I'm I'm thinking of the movies we've done where it's essentially like drag queen. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Priscilla, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert.
4: I think uh, the Birdcage was a really good. that makes a lot of sense. It's still very funny. It's two great comedic actors.
1: Okay, one more. And I, I'm pre calling Marilyn Monroe. Who from the cast would you make so, out with?
2: You bastard. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's a whole band of women. Right? <laughs> <Hey>. Name one. <laughs>
0: yeah. I can do it. I
3: can Dolores. do it. I can do it.
2: Woman B. Mary.
5: <laughs> there was Dolores and Nellie, and there was uh, They're there They're all was like, named Sweet Barbara. Sue. <laughs>
3: Yeah.
2: yeah, that's true. Barbara, there's, <laughs> there's got to be a hot Barbara in that mix.
5: Beverly, Mary Lou,
0: Mary- making names up now. Just oh, his name, was, his name was his name was Beanstalk. That was tonight. his literal name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny.
2: <laughs> I thought it was just some weird nickname she gave him. Uh, too many answers. Yeah, too many things.
1: The, the question, the next question that came up was, what would the porn title of this movie be?
2: <laughs>
3: Some
4: Lick It Hot? <laughs> uh, it, come on, everyone. everyone, everyone.
0: Some it, Like it a would Thought? Be,
5: it, would be, it would be Come Like It's Hot. Come
3: knows. Like It's uh. Hot. Uh.
0: <laughs> Some Like a
4: Thought? Is that what you're saying, Steve? Yeah. yeah. That would be the, the one the kids would make, sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: What's the flick chart. Yeah, I think it's okay. a hot to flick chart.
5: Adding Some like it to hot to flick chart. All right. Uh, flick chart's an app on the internet where you can make a list of your favorite movies, ranking them up against each other. Um, the first movie up. things change.
0: Oh, some like it hot.
4: Yeah, some like it hot.:
0: Yeah, I agree. Me too. Kevin's
2: still trying to remember the movie. I am. I am. Totally. Oh, I remember this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Some like it hot.
4: (laughs) I was going to say, even once you look it up, it's not going to suddenly change. Yeah.
2: No, I know. But this was a good movie. It was surprising. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. It was
0: fine.
4: Some
5: like it hot or Captain America, The Winter Soldier.
2: Captain America.
5: Some like it hot.
2: Captain America. Captain America.
5: And Nate with The Moral Vote.
3: Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
5: Some Like It Hot or The Gift?
1: Some Like It Hot.
4: Yeah, Some Like It Hot.
1: Both of these movies are really surprising. Not what I expected. But I'd rather watch an hour and a half of Marilyn Monroe than Jill Edgerton being weird.
0: While I agree with you. (laughs) 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 Now I feel weird. (laughs) <laughs>
3: uh-huh. yeah, you should have answered before Steve. That was your fault. Should have answered before Steve. <laughs>
1: I'm going the gift. So Tom prefers weird Joel Edgerton
0: to uh Marilyn Monroe. Fine. Take it however you want it.
5: <laughs> Some like it hot or the naked spur.
0: Some like it hot. The naked spur, that's probably a genre thing more than anything else, but it's
5: packed with technicolor thrills. <laughs>
0: Right.
2: <laughs> okay, I didn't see that I can't vote.
0: Uh, some like it hot. Same. Yeah.
2: Fine with that. I'm, I'm more of a Janet like Lee kind of guy. Wins. Some
5: like it hot or drive.
2: Some like it hot. Drive.
5: Yeah, I think I'm with
0: Nate. I'm gonna vote for some like it hot.
5: Ooh, so stone to me. Do I prefer Marilyn Monroe?
0: Or Christina Hendricks, who we said last time kind of has a Marilyn Monroe thing about her. She does. She does. She does a little of that same thing with her mouth when she talks.
4: Yeah.
5: Um, I prefer Marilyn Monroe, but I prefer Drive. Uh, so Drive wins.
2: Um,
5: some Like It Hot or The Adventures of Baron
1: Munchausen. Some Like It Hot.
2: Munchausen. Some Like It Hot.
1: Yeah, Some Like It Hot. Some Like It Hot. Oh, see, Somebody should have said, I'm going with Kevin. That way you could be... One thousand by proxy.
0: (laughs) Hashtag missed opportunities.
5: Some like it hot or in the loop. Some like it hot.
0: This is
1: this is actually really tough for me because I
4: I've seen both of these a lot and they they both crack me up. I love them.
1: You know I I'm gonna go in the loop because I that's just a kind of humor that I prefer. And I don't
0: because it's cynical, and I even oh, I it's keep, so cynical. I yeah, I can't fully buy the premise of something like a hot, and that keeps me from really engaging fully in the movie. I'll, I'll take it over. I, I don't like cynical comedy. <laughs> That's the, the fucking Mary
4: Poppins line in, in the loop. Some of the things it's it's it does it gets to that point
0: where it's it's so filthy. F star star Julie Andrews. Yes. Yeah, it's a good line. <laughs> it's funny, but. But it, it,
4: it, it goes to such a line that the filth becomes so extreme that in some ways it
0: loses its sort of, its punch.
4: And it just starts becoming...
0: It's not the obscenity that turns me off so much as the idea that every single person is just awful. Just every everybody's awful. That's, that's that movie's worldview.
3: That's,
1: that's true. Um,
3: yeah, it is. And normally
1: I don't, but it, it works in that movie for me for some reason. It does it's not as off-putting as it is in other movies that are like that I don't know why
5: uh I have lost count where are we right now
4: <laughs> I think only Steve and I've heard Steve and Tom and Tom went some like it hot and Steve went in the loop
2: I haven't seen it
4: I'm gonna go some like it hot uh, for classic status I think
2: I
5: probably would do the same for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, some Like It Hot is number 170 on our flick chart. Okay. Um, it is below Baby Driver. It is below Keanu. <laughs> and it is below Don John. Oh. It, <laughs> it is above Chinatown.
1: What? Yeah.
5: I'm okay with that. It is nine below City Lights.
2: No comment.
5: I put this <laughs> below City Lights.
2: I would also put put it below city
5: lights. Lights. (laughs) No, I think that
2: Tom's objecting to the fact that city lights is one hundred and sixty something. Yeah,
0: yeah, Kevin, you can't see me, but I'm touching my nose.
2: Yeah.
4: (laughs) Oh, because he's on the nose. Exactly. Okay. Mm. Okay. I got it. Haven't you
2: ever played charades (laughs) over the phone? It's an easy game.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Explain what you're doing, but don't use any verbal cues. Yeah. So we're going to come back and talk about what we're watching next time. Oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <are>. I
5: apologize. <laughs> so, next podcast, I had the pick, and we have a special pairing to go with that. I chose the movie Bright Burn, which comes out May 24th, uh, it's directed by David. Yorabesky. Yaravesky Uh starring Elizabeth Banks, Jackson, A. Dunn, and David Denman. Uh it is essentially what if Superman crash landed on Earth uh and was just a little shit with superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh,
0: hey, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Brian chose a horror movie starring a child. Right? <laughs> yeah. Everything's
5: fucked the world is the world is, everything's everything's been different since the snap um, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so and to pair with that, I will let Steve talk about it because he's more into the no on that than I am
1: uh well it, it was good timing because we were contacted and asked to review this movie and so um. We it's it goes along with Brian's Brian's choice. Although, did you choose a theme?
5: I did, but the theme does not match.
1: Oh, so <laughs> no, you didn't choose a theme because we had this all planned out. Uh, so the it's called House of Sweat and Tears. Came out in thousand eighteen. It's a Spanish movie, I believe, uh, about a basically a cult and um, a real cult that existed and just disappeared and nobody really knows what happened to them and so i i believe this movie will explore what happened to them but i'm not 100 sure
0: uh written and directed by sonia Escolano. yes and another horror film so it'll pair well actually
1: yeah okay cool so next podcast little shits and cults <laughs>
5: It's like, what if Superman was like a dick little kid?
2: Shazam? <laughs>